Hello, this is Do Go On. I'm Matt Stewart. And I'm Taran Jayamana. And uh, we're in Sydney. And uh, we're about to be in Brisbane. And we're doing live shows. They're called Dry Dryer. And also, who knew with Matt Stewart in both those cities? And you can get details at mattstewartcomedy.com. Anything else you want to tell the good listeners that do go on, Saran? Well, the whole point of this was you thought that it might be more engaging if you had a different voice. But you've said most of the information. So, hey, come see us in Sydney and Brisbane. Yeah, that was engaging. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. Hello and welcome to another episode of Do Go On. My name is Dave Warnicke and I'm here with Jess Perkins and Matt Stewart. Heyo! Hey Dave, you know a while ago you said you rotate between saying Jess or me first, but you've got into a rhythm of saying Jess first every time. Hey, you're, there's going to be a six month solid of you coming up, don't worry. In my mind, you're even, well you will be even in six months, when I do 26 in a row, introducing Matt first. That sounds exhausting. It's hard. Why do you bother? I oh, know. Really, I shouldn't introduce either of you. Just, no, just do it myself. Yeah. Can we go? I don't know if you've noticed. I've always introduced myself first. Yeah, you do do that. Yeah. I, it would be weird if I said, "Welcome to Do Go On." I'm here with Matt Stewart and Jess Perkins, and I'm Dave Warnicky. That's okay, actually. Yeah. Yeah, that's not weird at all. Oh, do that. Polite, Start again. Almost. Start again. Hello and welcome to another episode of Do Go On. I'm here with Matt Stewart and Jess Perkins. And guess what? I'm Dave Warnicky. Oh, oh that feels right. Yeah, I like that. Oh, finally cracked the code. Yep. Order of most <coughs> important. Down to Dave. Perfect. Hey, we're back. We're feeling fresh. That's right. We had uh, a few weeks at the Melbourne Comedy Festival. We only released a couple of those episodes, but we have we did four live ones. Thanks to everyone that came along to those. A lot of fun. A lot of fun. Times. And to everyone who didn't come along. What the fuck? What the hell? Uh, yeah, and grow you, up. You might be like, but <laughs> read I live a in, book. <laughs> but I live in Greenland. Well, guess what? We had dozens of people from Greenland come along. Dozens. Yeah, really. Did you not notice that Greenland seemed a little quiet mm. a few weeks ago? Because did I, you not notice that? Yeah, one third of their population was at our show. Can you? Did you not notice Greenland? Yeah. Oh, where's my mum and dad gone? Yeah, well, they're at the podcast. They're at the podcast. Okay. Yeah. Come on. But, but we, we genuinely did have a lot of people from interstate and a few people from overseas make make it all the way to Melbourne for the Melbourne Comedy Festival to hang out with us and a few other comedians as well. But uh, that was very nice. It was a real nice time. So thanks to all those legends. We learnt, we laughed, we loved. Who do you love? I love Vegemite. Yeah. 
Have you uh, been eating Vegemite much since last week's episode about Vegemite? I, when I wrote the report, I was eating Vegemite, and that was because the report made me hungry for Vegemite. But I, I'll let everyone in on a little uh, little uh, trick here. Uh-oh. Oh, here we go. I think Marmite's fine as well. Oh, you made an audience <laughs> boo. I think, I'd like anything, if it's black and if it's sticky, get it on a bicky <laughs> and then in, in my mouth. Wow, like asphalt? <laughs> yep. Before get it's it set, yeah. Uh, yeah, any pro-mite, uh, vegan mite I saw recently at a cafe. Interesting. Yeah. I don't know what's – I would have thought they're all vegan. Is there – but I, I should look into that, I guess. Before we make accusations. Yeah, I've made a. <laughs> I feel like an idiot now. Yeah, I, I'm wild accusation. Distance myself from that comment. <laughs> it's, it's heating up in here. I cannot handle it. Sorry, everybody. Sorry. <laughs> okay, what a controversial podcast. But before we crack into it, Matt, you've got to controversially tell us about your Sydney comedy festival. Oh shows. yes. So I mean, we're about to, our next live shows in Thailand. Maybe we'll mention that in a second. But before that, I'm going up to Sydney for the Sydney Comedy Festival, doing only three shows there on May 16th. 18th and 19th, and you can find out details about that at mattstuartcomedy.com slash gigs, and the discount code of do go on, I believe, works for that, and that should be a lot of fun. Apparently, it's a pretty small room, three nights only, so hopefully you can um, sell them all out. Uh, and maybe you could be there, and you could be there, and you could be there, and I was pointing at you, whoever's listening right now. All one. three times? Oh, the last one. The okay. last one. The first two were at uh, Chief Clancy Wingham. He's a character from the set. <laughs> Can you? Oh, yeah, I guess I'll try my best. It's my job. <laughs> oh, well, great. Well, we can come along to that. And is this the final time you'll be doing the show? Yes, I believe so. At least so. for a long time anyway. And then chuck it in the bin. Yeah, and oh. we start again. Yeah. What a crazy life you lead. <laughs> Finally got it exactly how you want it. Mm. Now put it in the bin. <laughs> <laughs> Get rid of it. Never do it again. No, but it's, it's a well-oiled machine by this time, so I definitely suggest anyone who's in Sydney go along to that. And you did just allude to we are going to, in about six weeks, the Kosamui International Podcast Festival. And let me just quell a few people out there. Is this a joke? No. <laughs> we are genuinely doing this. Some, yeah. some people were a bit surprised when we announced it a couple of months ago. And it's coming up close, but there is still time if you want to come along. Yeah. Basically, the deal is because we're going with the Little Dum Dum Club, because they've booked out many, many rooms at a resort, the already cheap prices are even cheaper over there. So basically you're thinking, oh, I don't know if I can afford it. I'd suggest just look into it because it might be cheaper than you think and you get to hang out with us and a bunch of other podcast listeners at a resort in Thailand yeah, on, the, and on the beach. The podcasts are literally done on the beach. You're sitting in deck chairs in the sand. I've seen photos. Yeah, it's, they build a little wild. stage on the beach, which is amazing. And, yeah, apparently it's just a real good fun time. There's um, food there and, and uh, drinks. Um, it's the beach there, of course. They've got a bed in your hotel room. Hopefully. Uh, yeah, we can't guarantee that. And, it yeah, is very I mean, cheap. I've never stayed on. in a hotel, but I assume they have beds. Yeah. So it sounds like it's going to be a lovely time. I love Thai food. Mm, yeah. Oh, my God. I hadn't even thought about Thai food until just then. Yes. Now I'm even more excited. I like little pineapple drinks with little umbrellas in them, and you, I think that they will have a few of those. You do love a pineapple drink. Oh, man, I love it. Pina colada every day. <laughs> I think this is, and this is going to be our closest uh, live show yet to being in international waters. We're going to be international and, and on near a beach, water. Yeah. We're so close to water. <laughs> oh, wow. I'm, let, 
Oh, no, microphones. I was going to say go stand in the water, but that's probably dangerous. Don't do that. Wow, if we can organise some Madonna headset mm, mics. My dream. Then, then both of your dreams could come <laughs> true at once. Wow. Waterproof Madonna headset mics. <laughs> the absolute dream. That would be so fun. If you if you want to come, look into it. Come along. Yeah, well, there's a link in the description of the episode here or do go on pod.com, which will take you to the uh, specially set up website from the Little Dum Dum Club, which will answer all your questions and tell you all the code words, all that kind of stuff that you need for your cheaper com and uh, how it all works. Cool. All right, well, let's crack on with the show, which if you're not familiar, Matt, how does it go? Well, the show's all about a thing. Each week is a different thing. It could be anything at all. Last week was about Vegemite. In the past, we've also talked about Bigfoot. We've also talked about Johnny Cash. We've also talked about Marilyn Monroe. Chernobyl. Okay, great. I'm really, I was only doing celebrities. Bigfoot. <laughs> Johnny Cash. <laughs> Chernobyl. You know, the, the big, big star. The big yeah. three. But yeah, events, uh, also murder mysteries. Other kinds of mysteries. It's really, it's, it can be, it's like totally random. To it's be quite eclectic. It's a really eclectic mix I of that, topics. I like this buzzword. Mm. <laughs> um, but this week, uh, it's Dave's turn to tell us about a topic. Jess and I do not know what this topic is. And the way we get onto the topic is by the report giver asking a question. This week, Dave, what is your question. My question to you too is who was arguably the craziest emperor of Rome? Oh, uh, Nero? A little bit earlier than Nero. A little bit earlier. Okay. Too, that helps. Too earlier. <laughs> I can't name one. I've got to tell you that this is in many ways a spin-off of a topic that Matt did about 12 months ago. Oh. Um, Jess is, is leaning over to Caesar try Caesar Romero. <laughs> it is not. Played the Joker. I think. Is that right? Um, Dave, why are you making us look stupid on our own podcast? Uh, this it, person's name is... Would and we you, know it? Would you, we know them? You definitely know it. And I, cause I actually went back to listen to the episode that you did to make sure I didn't cover the exact same ground that you did. And you said that there was a Them Crooked Vultures song about this person. Oh, uh, yes. Okay. Uh, Caligula. Caligula is the right answer. Caligula. Right, meaning little boot, right? Little Soldier's boot or boot. little boots. That's right. Yes. Uh, this is... Sounds like something that happens to your blood when you've got a disease. His blood's caligulated. Yeah. This may be exactly what Jess said one year ago. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I have not progressed. If you I- want to write in fancy ink, you write in <laughs> you definitely used the word caligulated 12 months ago. So good. It was May last year uh, when Matt did a report on uh, Agrippina the Younger. Yes, which I have been told is our most baffling ever report. <laughs> <laughs> There were a lot of people who said they could not follow what I was I on about. Follow. There were so many old There's school a... names and places. and I've tried to avoid a few of those names this time. Yeah. Just I think that's smart. Streamline it. Some people like who, really, who knew what I was, who had a bit of knowledge, maybe, maybe they enjoyed it more or less. But some loved it and some were like, I don't know what the fuck <laughs> you were talking about. Well, I went back and I listened to it because I basically I put this up for a Patreon vote. I picked three topics basically at random. And then I actually had forgotten that this had anything to do with Agrippina. And then it won and I realised and I went, oh, no, I'm going to repeat exactly what Matt said. So, But it only just won. So if you want to change how the show works, you should really get onto our Patreon because it, it won by about six votes Oof. out of hundreds. Yeah. And people vote very quick on that. I don't know if you guys do this when you vote. So I put it up for a vote. Within four minutes, there were 63 votes. Wow. And all three topics had 21 each. That's and I was amazing. like, oh, dear. That's crazy. So I just won. And uh, then I, when I started researching, I'm like, Agrippina the Younger. That sounds familiar. <laughs> so if you want. So I like how I wasn't. 
oh, the topic we did, but it was, that rings a bell. <laughs> no, no, it definitely did. It definitely, <laughs> it is such a specific name. Um, so, and I listened back to that episode and I re- did really enjoy it. So for the people that did like it. Would I'm it make sense it. for new listeners to listen to that one in conjunction with this? Yeah, you could probably listen before or after because there's a couple of times where I'll be like, Matt talked about that in more detail on on that episode. Uh, this topic, uh, and it's also vaguely a spin-off from another topic Ooh, that Matt did. Oh, my time. God. The Titanic. It was suggested by uh, Tasha or Tasha from England who wrote, she actually suggested it twice. I assume it's she. Well, Tasha suggested it twice, wrote where they live near Blackpool slash Manchester. And then they wrote, please come, which we did. So I don't know, Tasha, if you came to the show. And then they suggested another time. Now it's, and now they've updated their location to Lancaster. Ah. So thank you to Tasha. And uh, Tasha or Tasha said, the topic I'd like to suggest is Emperor Caligula and his crazy antics. Oh, great. I love antics. We love antics. And if you want more antics, may I suggest you go back and listen to one of my favourite ever, ever episodes from Matt, which is uh, Super Marat Niazov and his crazy antics. The Yeah, that's the best one. <laughs> he loved to get on a plane, that guy, <laughs> from memory. Welcome to plane. He Without g- a doubt, our favourite dictator. The free salt. <laughs> he gave away salt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> go back and listen to that. I can't even remember where he's the dictator of, is it? Of, uh, Turkmenistan. Turkmenistan. Turkmenistan, not Tajikistan. Yeah. I was thinking, yeah, Turkmenistan. It was the Turkmenbashi. Yeah, of course. How could I forget? So this is uh, Caligula and his crazy antics. Now, Caligula it relates to Agrippina the Younger because Caligula is the older brother of Agrippina the Younger. Ah. So I'm now literally <laughs> reporting on a sibling of a previous topic. So Matt did a whole report on that. So I won't spend too much time on his early life because Matt covered a lot of that with Agrippina's early life. But basically... Bit of a crash course here. Please. He was born in 12 AD and was one of six children born to Agrippina the Older and Germanicus, a powerful general in the Roman Empire. At this time, Rome was huge, over 2 million square miles in an area today that occupies 47 separate countries. What? All one empire. Uh, The population under Roman rule was 55 million people at the time, which was a quarter of everyone alive on planet Earth. That's too many. So very Too successful. Many people. Yeah. It'd be unruly. Too many people to try and like to rule. Yeah, you know, like good leaders know their people. Mm. You're not gonna remember that maybe. Yeah, like our prime minister knows us all by name. Yeah. Like, g'day, Scott. That's what we say to him. Yeah. At time of recording. Yeah, that'll change by next week. Not necessarily. Probably. Almost certainly. <laughs> the poles have tightened. <sighs> I don't want to call it just in case. Uh, in charge and on the throne of this massive empire was uh, Rome's second emperor, Tiberius, who wasn't very popular. Uh, Caligula's birth name was Gaius Julius Caesar Germanicus, being named after his great-great-grandfather, Julius Caesar. Ah, that makes sense. Such short, catchy names back then. I oh, know. It really rolls off the tongue. Gaius Julius Caesar Germanicus. <laughs> Caligula's great-grandfather was Augustus, Rome's first emperor. So he came from a long line of very powerful men. As a child, he lived with his family and father, who was oh. the general, in Syria or modern-day Syria. lived with his family. <laughs> <laughs> That's an interesting oh. upbringing. Huh? Oh. They did things differently back then. It was a different time. Let's not judge them. Okay. No, no judgment. It's a bit weird. Well, what is weird? He also <laughs> accompanied his general father on his military tours. <laughs> so he had a general his father. General father. He had like a specific, his specific father. father. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, this is my general father. I've always got my mathematics father. He's just doing his general father things, you know. Well, you, didn't want, you don't want to specialise as a dad. 
Nah. He's like a GP. Yeah. General parent. General yeah. parentitioner. I mean, you want to get your bones checked out, you go to your Cairo dad. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone knows that. And oh, he's in man. Egypt. Yeah. Oh, my way. Oh, no. This is an awful start. Uh, during... That's good stuff. Uh, during this time, he was paraded around in a little uniform, which led to his nickname Caligula, which <clears throat> translates as little boot. Well remembered. Oh, I thought it translated as clotted blood. <laughs> clotted cream, that reminded me of. Ooh, I want to have some scones. <laughs> scones. Two options there for things that clot. Prefer the cream. I'll take the cream any day. Well, Although it's your, nice to have blood too. Your blood's got a clot yeah. when you cut yourself. That's true. If it doesn't clot, yeah. Some people have a non... A non-clotting mm. blood. Mm. And, uh, That's not ideal. Some people have a non-clotting cream. So yeah, there it is. Ooh, sloppy cream. <laughs> Yuck! It's milk. Oh, oh actually, white milk. Oh, he would. Ugh. I Here don't we know go. I'm, going. I'm so sorry. Do go on. He's hanging out with his uh, father, dressing as a little military boy. Cute. Quite cute. And his father, who was a general, was extremely respected, and this possibly cost him his life. Oh. His father was poisoned, possibly under orders from the emperor, who may have been threatened by Germanicus' popularity and growing power. So dad's gone. Then things went great for Caligula's family after that, as Emperor Tiberius wouldn't let his mother remarry for fear of her new husband being too powerful. And then the mother and Caligula's brother and sister, including Agrippina, were sent into exile onto an island. Long story short, the mother, Agrippina the Elder, and a couple of brothers died of either suicide or starvation. Jeez. So they're gone. But really the only reason that Caligula was left alive and in Rome was because he was seen to be too young to really be a threat. Also, he looks cute as shit with that little uniform yeah, on. little you outfit. kill him. Oh, man. So he was allowed to grow up with his great-grandmother and his grandmother. So cute. Nice. Little cutie and his little booties. Great-grandmother, grandmother, but mother's been sent off to die. Yeah, goodbye, What mother. a wild... Family. Imagine hey. Christmas Day. <laughs> you know? Imagine it'd be a bit tense. Well, there was also the reason that his mother was, uh, which I believe you talk a bit about on Agrippina episode, was Agrippina the Elder, the mother, kept accusing the emperor of poisoning her husband, and he was like, You've got to go. Yeah. I'm sorry. Pipe down. You can't keep telling people that. <laughs> Look, if you just shut your mouth, you can live there, it'd be fine. Yeah, I bet you would want me to shut my mouth, you poisoner. All right, okay. you're going to an island. <laughs> oh, yeah, well, you would do that, you big poisoner. People who send women to islands killed my husband. Oh, he's, she's got me there. <laughs> she's got me there. <laughs> Guilty as charged. So he's growing up with his grandmother and great-grandmother the whole time imagining wearing this little outfit. Don't know if he did, but let's imagine it. Sleeping in it, showering yeah. in it. Be good sleepwear. A military uniform. Well, it's a toga, right? I think it's more like a... It's like a sleeping bag. I think it's more like a metal breastplate and a shield, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. That is what I was imagining. Classic sleepwear. I was imagining more like a World War One kind of outfit, which now I think about it is silly. <laughs> like a, You're probably more accurate. An Australian slouch hat with a rifle over his shoulder. Yeah. Is yeah. that not right? With his donkey. Yeah, yeah. It was all going on there. Probably had a donkey. Yeah. That's something that wars have always had. Donkeys. donkeys. You know, it's something that brings... Together generations. They're the unsung war. hero of war. Yeah. Donkeys. Yeah. yeah. Not, not great vocally, the donkeys. Mm. They sound a little something <laughs> like this. Hey there, Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a donkey from a cartoon. Oh, boy. Yeah. Woe is me. He's depressed, isn't oh, he? Classic catchphrase. Yeah. 
Yeah, he's a really sad character. Yeah, he's a sad character. Did not was not into him. I think he's funny now, probably. Mm. But at the time, as a kid, real killjoy, yeah, bit of a real, wet blanket, a real bummer. <laughs> I like Piglet. Yeah, you would. Hey, Dave. Do you go on, I reckon? Okay, so he's growing up with grandma and great-grandma. Then one day at the age of 19 in AD 31, Emperor Tiberius came a-knockin'. He invited the young Caligula to join him on his isolated castle on the island of Capri. Oh. Caligula was excited but also nervous. It either meant that the emperor had taken a liking to him or he was going to have him killed. Either or. Real roll of the dice here. Love those odds. (laughs) This is either a great move for me or the end of my life. I know, wow. Exciting. That's like playing Russian roulette with a gun that has one bullet in it and one chocolate bullet, you know? <laughs> so one, you're dead. The other one, you've got a delicious snack. Oh. <laughs> and this gun only has two bullets. Yeah. It's a weird Whoa. gun. A lot of it's empty. So Whoa. you just send a click and you're click, like, click, click, boring. Click, yeah. After the third click, you'd be like, oh, fuck, this is boring. Yeah, I'll take the bullet. <laughs> yeah. This is so boring. Take me out. <laughs> Luckily for Caligula, it was the former. It was he'd taken a liking to him. He wanted to take the young man under his wing and mould him in his image. Ew. The castle was basically a house of debauchery with lots of sex and violence happening at all times. (laughs) All times. (laughs) 24-7. Sex and violence. 24 sex. But not at the same time. No. Well, it's violent Wednesday, sexy Thursday. There we go. It's not violent sex. No, they're probably or sexy violence. Yeah, I don't think those Romans would have gotten into any violent sex. Caligula, he loved gentle love making. Gentle love making. Oh, yeah. But Sensual. Yeah. Mm. Intimate. Yes. Violence, not in the bedroom. <laughs> I just want to make sure that they're pleasured. <laughs> then I'll get onto the violence. Yeah, then once the pleasure has taken place. I leave the bedroom. Once I leave the bedroom, we're back into violence, yeah. baby. Give me a gun. Okay, again, we're in a different What's that? era. Oh, give me a sword. Yeah. Have a sword? Yeah. But that could be confusing because a lot of people back then called their dicks swords. You're right. Give me a dagger. Same problem. Yeah. <laughs> What's a flaccid? Give me a... What's another weapon? Uh, cat of nine tails. Give me a cat of nine tails. Oh, well, that could be pretty sexy. Oh, oh no. This is, is a nightmare. Give me a cannon. Oh, no, that's oh. definitely. Give me oh. a spear. Oh, no. Okay. I think the cat of nine wow. tails. Is that, would that be? Anyway. Violence um, is sexy. Yeah, violence is sexy. <laughs> I've always said it. It was a sexy, sexy place. The walls were decorated with mosaic. Pornographic images. Oh, oh! I love like real bad sort of sketchy things. You have to squint to figure it out. Yeah, think I see a nipple. Is that a nipple or is that a bit of dirt? Either way, it's got me <laughs> hot. Out. Uh, people were routinely executed by throwing them off a cliff. Okay. All for fun. That is good fun. I can't tell if that's violent or sexy or both. Well, Caligula played along because no one wants to piss off the emperor, and this is possibly where he developed his sadistic and hyper-sexual side because he ended up living in the castle for six years. That's too long. Six years in the sex castle is, is such a long yeah. time. Oh, you'd be exhausted. Yeah. You just want, just, like, you just want a break to just read a book for a bit. Yeah. I know, but it'd have to be a book about sex. Oh, I just want to read a bit of, a bit of fucking bloody... Can't. Jess, can you not name a book? <laughs> this is embarrassing. I can't name an author. Wow. 
Uh, I don't have any of the bit poo. Of, uh, bit of, no, I want to read some uh, Melina Marchetta. You can't make ones up, Jess. Looking for other brandy. Oh, he would have loved to read that, but no, not... It's a coming of age! It's not, not sexual or violent enough for this castle, I'm afraid. Hmm. Did they make uh, the movie Looking for Ella Brandy into a book? Yeah. Wow, Is it just cool. pictures of the film? Yeah. Is it a storyboard of the movie? Yeah, I, I bought a storyboard. <laughs> <laughs> wow, what a storyboard it would I do be. the voices myself. Yeah. <laughs> Jacob! Ooh! You know? Yeah. Oh, I know. <laughs> I've... I haven't seen that film, but I feel like I have now. Yeah, remember I had it with me on the plane on the way to the UK and I insisted on reading out loud. <laughs> I'm Jacob. <laughs> All right, miss, um, would you like your meal or not? <laughs> I'm Jacob. <laughs> look. Um, yeah, we did have a good time. Should I come back or <laughs> look over at Matt watching The Incredibles 2? Asleep. <laughs> <laughs> he loves when we bring it up. <laughs> I'm... I'm... Fascinated why you're fascinated by it was just very cute. A man sleeping on a plane. Sleeping on a plane. We were away together. <laughs> children's movie. We were away together. Could not get through it. We were there for three weeks together, and that was the highlight for Jess and I. <laughs> yeah, the what rest. A trip. The rest was a real chore. What a trip. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so he was living in the sex castle for six years. It was here that Caligula formed a powerful friendship and alliance with the Praetorian Guard an elite unit of the Imperial Roman Army whose members served as the personal bodyguards to the Roman Emperor. Mm. They were the, they were the, the big boys. Yeah, they were horsemen? Like... Were they horsemen? Are they half horse, half men? Yes, that's right. Yeah, I thought so. Mm. He How became do you, do you, so top you, half horse. Are you, are you born into it or do you... Into the horse, yeah. <laughs> you are born into a horse and then you punch your way out. <laughs> Or kick. If you kick your way out, then your human half is the legs. And if you punch your way out, then your human half is the arms and head. I mean, you don't want human legs if your options are human legs or horse yeah, legs. Yeah, it's a real mistake, but they're yeah. babies. <laughs> they don't know. They're babies, I don't know. But it's they have to live with that decision. Just instinct. Little baby legs. With a, even, ah. a, even a baby horse, like a you know a foal, still quite heavy for yeah, baby legs. Yeah, you'd be toppling over. Yeah. Oh, what a nightmare. A you want horse legs. You yeah. want horse legs. Yeah. It was actually, um, for a lot of Romans back then, it was seen as a real um, sign of prosperity if your baby punched their way out of a horse. Yeah. That was lucky. But it was seen as horribly bad luck and often you'd be shunned from society oh, if your baby yeah. did kick its way out of a horse. <laughs> yeah. So, I don't know, I'd, we like to have a joke around on this show, but... Obviously, sometimes we hit on some pretty serious topics. Yeah, but comedy, tragedy plus time. That's right. Is it finally time? No, it's still too soon. Okay, sorry. So sorry to all the Roman families listening. So he makes friends with the uh, elite Praetorian Guard and he became close friends with the leader of the guards, a man named Macro. He's the top dog. It's a shit horse name. Very powerful horse. Mm. He's a very powerful horse. Macro. Macro. Very powerful. By this time, Emperor Tiberius was 77 years old. What? Very old for the time. Back then, yeah. And was unpopular with most of Rome. He was reclusive and not well loved by the people, and the powerful Roman Senate weren't fans either, as he'd held trials and persecuted many of them when he thought they were going against him. So he's pissed off the people by not really engaging with them at all, and he's pissed off the rich people by having them killed. (laughs) There you go. So not popular. Then in AD 37, Tiberius died, and he was possibly smothered by either Caligula or Macro. Oh. Put him out of his misery. Just a pillow. Do they have pillows back then? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 
they you gotta come be, up with them. Gotta make sure it's not a sex pillow, though. Oh God! Imagine being smothered to death by a sex pillow. Oh. But Yuck! It, well, I mean, there is that hole that you could breathe through. <laughs> I've held this pillow on him for forty <laughs> minutes, and he's still breathing. Oh, it smells terrible, but I've got to breathe. <laughs> Breathe through your mouth. Tastes bad now. Don't don't lick the sex pillow. (laughs) Never lick the sex pillow. Rules for life. That's number one. I don't have that written on my fridge. (laughs) You have to be reminded. Yeah, I always forget. I'm like, do I lick the sex pillow or do I? I don't lick the sex pillow. Hey, you made that mistake once. And you never make it Shame again. on you. <laughs> like a sex pillow twice. Shame on and you again. And you're starting to get a taste for it. Yeah. <laughs> That's called a habit. <laughs> oh, so Tiberius dies he, and he left his titles in his will to Caligula and his grandson, Gamellus. Gamellus. Mm. These names are so silly. I'm trying to limit them because there's so many silly ones. Gamellus. We have to name Gamellus. Oh, yeah. So basically... They're named as his successors, but two people, which is, you know, controversial because you can't really have two emperors. Caligula travelled straight to the Senate to win them over and cement his power. They make all the laws and things of the day, very powerful. You want them on your side. He went smoozing. Oh, he made a great speech and tells the Senate what they want to hear, basically telling them that he'll be their son and that they are so taken they agree to vote him to have all the honours of the two emperors that preceded him. So he's a great speech maker. Hmm. Basically, the old guy was so unpopular, they were happy to have anyone, and without proving himself in any real way, Caligula has just handed the keys to the Roman Empire, and he knows how to make people like him. Imagine well, how many feels... keys it would be. Oh, there would be so many keys. Oh, 50 million 55 people. million houses. <laughs> Imagine, oh, hello, Mr. Emperor, sorry, I locked myself out again. Would you mind <sighs> getting me the spare key? I genuinely thought when I was a kid that when people were given the key to the city that they could just, like, get in places. You should be able to. Should be able to Don't maybe do not it people's houses, but like if you're hungry, the Macca's is closed. Yeah, just pop in. Yeah, fry yourself up some chippies. Should be able to get into the mayoral Macca's. Yeah, that's so. What it's just like an honor thing. Ugh. Ugh. Who wants that? Pointless. Give me cash. Disgusting. Though, if we can be handed the keys to Gary, Indiana, we will accept that. Oh. Yes, I'll take that one. Oh, I got a I got an email a few days ago from uh, the Railcats. Asking if they could send me a present. Oh, and you said, no, thank you. <laughs> I said, yes, please. <laughs> That's, That's cool. I wonder what it's going to be. I'm hoping that now I'm hoping it's the keys to the city. Oh, whoa. Do you think it could We've be? also got some stuff coming from Greg's. <sighs> Literally. That someone sent to us. Gary and Greg. Greg's in the UK. But has that arrived yet? No. You let us know. I would. It's coming here. Oh, I I would let you know. Thank you so much. I imagine we'll be keeping people updated on social media with photos of the Gary and the Gregs. I wonder if I'm getting the keys to the steel yard, their stadium. How can you get keys to the locker room? Whoa. Maybe you get your own locker. <gasps> That'd be cool. The sender locker room. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I deserve that. Yeah. But the so it sounds like he has now made a big enemy. If I know anything about these olden day times, if two people were up for something yeah. and one of them muscles his way to take all of it, the other one's going to seek revenge. Well, Gamellus is actually only about 13 years old, so he's quite young at the time. So Caligula adopts him as his son. Uh, play. And I mean, did he not have parents? 
Can you just take a kid? Yeah, he's he's my son. He's mine now. He's like, oh no, we've he's ours. We had him. Yeah, but but I want to adopt him. And that pretty much keeps him under his control. Yeah, because he's like, I'm your dad. Hey, when I'm out, you get to be me. But until then. I'm me. I think that's that seems smart. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a powerful move. And yeah, he also starts buying people off to, you know, sort of buy their love. During this time, Rome was very, very wealthy and Caligula has complete control of the treasury. So he keeps it that way by bribing nearly everyone. He gives every family the equivalent of about $1,000. Bit of a, you know, jump of the economy as well. Hey, I'm your old pal. You hated that old guy. Well, here's a grand. And then he bribes the Praetorian Guard the very, very powerful bodyguards, Mm. by doubling what Tiberius left them in his will and he pays them two full years of wages as a bonus. Wow. So they're like, we love this guy. He's great. And possibly the first example of insanity and the twisted (laughs) sense of humour that he had came out when, uh, to show the people just how generous he is, uh, he stood on top of the 60-foot-high Basilica Julia in the middle of Rome and started throwing buckets of coins out to the people below. Because it was so high, people were injured by the coin (laughs) and also further injured when they scrambled to collect them and Caligula reportedly loved this. Okay. Okay. He's just throwing coins. He's throwing coins. He's hitting people in the head. And they're like, ow, but also we're poor, so thanks. (laughs) And he's like, yeah. So that's the first sign of of him being a bit twisted. And that's uh, one of the things that prompted them to make paper money. Right. Easy mm. to throw off the top of buildings. Yeah, just flutters down. Yeah, just a gentle brush a on lot. the cheek. It also made those um, cash box machines a lot more fun. You know those ones that you jump <laughs> in and you can, you can catch as many as you oh, can. Oh, I think you meant the, the counting machine, which I love. But you're talking about... You like get on to, a game show. You, you get in as whatever cash... Yeah, when it was coins, a lot of people died. Yeah. Wow. But since they turned into paper money... It's but whatever money entered your body, your yeah. family got to keep Yeah. Funeral paid for itself. Exactly. Everyone's a winner, baby. Smart. I think a dead person, but. So he's winning over the people by giving them cash, winning over the Praetorian guards by giving them cash, and to win over the powerful Roman Senate, uh, Senate, he said he wouldn't be like Tiberius, who had held secret treason trials and had arrested anyone who went, went against him. And to show how he's different from the old leader, Caligula even burnt the documents in front of them that had evidence of, of the senators' wrongdoings. Okay. So he's like, look, I've got evidence here that you've been bad boys, but I'm going to burn this. Because I'm a cool and cool. I like you. And they were like, that's good. That's badass. People like that. So it's a strong start. Everyone liked him. He's just kissing ass. It also helps that he's the son of the super popular Germanicus, who was, you know, everyone knows was murdered, cut down in his prime. So everyone's like, yeah, I like this guy. Suetonius, who is uh, his biographer, later said that over 160,000 animals were sacrificed during the three months of public rejoicing to usher in this new reign. Okay, that's logical. That makes sense. The more, so, thing, the more things you kill, the better it is. Yeah. I know back in those times we've held on to some of those things, like the Romans started a lot of good stuff. Mm. And I think we still do that now. When we celebrate, we kill a lot of animals. <laughs> I'm <laughs> killing one now. <laughs> Whoa. Who are you celebrating? Oh, just having a good day. Oh, right. <laughs> if I'm having a pretty good day, I'll kill an animal. But if you're having a bad day, sometimes the only thing that can cheer you up is killing an animal. Yeah. That's the thing with killing animals. It's it's all it's, purpose. It's all purpose. They say um, <laughs> pets are not just for Christmas, and I agree. You can kill them all year round. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, no, that is wild. So they would kill in, like, a ceremony? They just... Yeah. 
Yeah, so not from up to the it's gods. not just like someone's going around with a sword just chopping them oh, down. Yeah. That one, that one's for you too, mate. <laughs> oh, that was my dogs. But it'd be like so they find a goat and then do a full on ceremony thing. Yeah, hundred sixty thousand times. That is that is pretty wild. You, you, you're right. They are such an advanced society for being two thousand years ago. But some things you're like, what? Yeah. yeah. What are you doing? Because we went backwards, like uh, um, civilization went backwards after they sort of the yeah, things thought... that they had created were lost. Like we didn't re- know how they did it, and then the dark ages. Yeah, sometimes back. have a like a systems of distributing water around, and then the uh, the aqueduct broke, and they'd be like, "We don't know how to fix that." <laughs> yeah. Whoops! That's just been there for five hundred years. Yeah. Does anyone know? No one's, right. no one's an engineer anymore. Should have should have kept them alive. <laughs> oh dear. Oh, oh no. No more water. All right. Back to drinking mud. <laughs> and catching rats. <laughs> so the first six months of his reign, everything goes super super well. The Senate uh, even gave him the title of Potter Potrii, or Father of the Country. Oh, I like that. He's twenty-five years old, and he's got power over everything. Everything. He's twenty-five with a thirteen-year-old son. Yeah. Oh, started young. Jeez Louise. Ooh, he's potent. <laughs> I'll tell you. It's all that time in the sex cage. Oh, yeah. Sex castle. They called him potent pottery potterson. Oh. That is Latin for, yeah, real big sperm. <laughs> really yeah. big. It's One. not that he has a lot of them. They're just massive. One big sperm. And they'll punch their way through a uterus. <laughs> not through a uterus. Wow. Into a uterus? Into. I'm going to go back if to If you go through, school, then the uterus. You've gone too far. You render the uterus <laughs> if you, useless. If you've gone through the uterus, you've missed the turn off. <laughs> you've punctured the uterus. Chuck a you eat. Yeah. Chuck a uterus. <laughs> and scene. <laughs> okay, everything's going well. That's what I'm trying to say. But then six months in, there's a spanner in the works. Caligula suddenly gets very, very sick. It's a mystery illness, and people have speculated that perhaps he was poisoned. Uh-oh. They really love poison back then, don't oh. they? Oh, they love a bit of poison. Like, think up another way to murder someone. It's just so easy. Poison's been done. Well, the people of Rome absolutely panic. Their beloved new leader could die, and people wait outside the palace to see if he's going to be all right, and commerce even stops in Rome. Commerce? Yeah. Not commerce! <laughs> no. Well, I mean... Basically, how commerce worked back then was a man stood on top of a building and threw coins at everyone, and now that man's ill. Yeah, true. Where are we going to get our money? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Bob, the- just bring back commerce. <laughs> oh, not. Uh, during this time, Macro, who I mentioned before, you don't like the horse, the horseman, the leader of the Praetorian Guard, he panicked and approached Gamellus, the teenager that was named as Tiberius's co-heir and the one that Caligula adopted, his adopted son. Yeah. Macro forms a plan to install Gamellus as the new emperor if Caligula dies. Because, basically, his grandfather had left it to him. Yeah. Mm. The only problem is Caligula doesn't die. He makes an unexpected recovery quite quickly. And on hearing this plan to have himself replaced by his 14-year-old son, Gamellus, he sends his Praetorian guard to arrest him. Uh. Who, the son? Yeah, he's like, I've got to get rid of my son now because... he. He, yeah, would, he would be like, oh, I felt it was like I was poisoned. All of a sudden, my son was about to step up. Yeah. But he'd be like, his son would be like, yeah, but wasn't that the point? Yeah, I'm your son. I'm your, I'm the heir. 
but he saw him as a new threat, so he got him uh, arrested. And then Caligula sent his Praetorian guard to the cell containing his adopted son to kill him. Huh. But because it's against the law to spill royal blood, the guards had to give the young man a sword. They had to put down a tarp. <laughs> <laughs> Don't waste a drop. If you spill, I'll be in so much trouble. They gave him a sword. They gave him a sword and told him to take his own life. And what did he say? No? <laughs> he said, I've never used a sword before, so they had to tell him the quickest and least painful way to kill himself. And he did. What? Why would he just say no? He's in a cell. Oh, he seems like he's such a nice boy. He's locked up in a cell. They can't make you do it. And they can't kill you either because it's illegal for them so to. So just don't do it. I'm picturing the the the... The teenager from The Simpsons. Um, <laughs> Mr. Simpson, I only got a job here to start dating mom. <laughs> so sadly, he died. Macro, the leader, oh, that's brutal. the leader of the failed coup, is also given a sword, and he too takes his own life. But they could have killed him. Yeah, but I think he's probably because he's the leader of the Praetorian Guards. They probably respected him and said, "Do you want to? Do you want to? Do you want to do, do, you, do, you want us to do it? it?" And he said, "I'll do it." Do you do the honours? So, obviously, terrible way to go. I feel terrible for Gamalis because, yeah, he was just going to, he was just stepping up to take his rightful place. Oh, but, that's so weird and awful. But Caligula also, really thre- felt threatened. These, these sort of states of mind, it's just this dog eat dog stuff. It never ends well. Because mm. now you're paranoid about everything and everyone's paranoid about you. They're like, oh, you'll kill people if they cross you. We better make sure. We finish you off, but we start it right, and everyone's at each other. I've been watching a some uh, a show called The Good Wife, and uh, <laughs> it is very similar. There's a lot of coups. There's already been two different partners get the ass out of a three partner bloody business. They all get the ass. Yeah. Oh, in the they have sex to, dungeon. They had to lick the sex pillow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I'm like, so there's lots of coups. Yeah, it just feels like just. Everybody, let's just chill out. Yeah. Hey, good wife isn't like podcasting, you know? Mm. Matt would love a show where they all just get along. I re- I mean. You know what? It's called Family Ties. <laughs> Have you heard of it? With Urkel? <laughs> I don't know about that. But they, I just think it just seems weird. I, I mean, it's good drama. Obviously, that's like uh, some of this stuff feels Shakespearean, right? But they, mm. it just feels like if you're in there. Just do all that friendly stuff. Just be friendly and don't kill your son. Or, yeah. Things are going to work out pretty Stop well. Stop poisoning the emperor. No one's going to be, no one's going to want to top you if, if you're keeping everyone happy. Who's going to want to kill you then? It's exhausting. Oh, Matt, you'd be a terrible politician. Come on. <laughs> you can't keep everyone happy. You've got to kill a few people. <laughs> Well, you actually bang on the money here because some historians have pointed out that after Caligula's recovery, that's when he really starts to show his sadistic side. And a lot of it is that he starts getting paranoid that people Mm. are trying to take him out. Yeah. So perhaps it's a flip to switch in his head. So one person's plotting against me. Maybe everyone's plotting against me. But like, it'd be, it's a little bit funny if the sickness that he came down with was just something like just a viral infection. (laughs) He just needed some rest. Yeah. Yeah, and the then from this, food. he's like, they were trying to kill me. <laughs> it's like, no, you were just, you were just unwell. And everyone had, thought had you a were big dead. Six months. So your son was getting ready to take over if need be. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which was not needed. Which be. is the natural order of, of how that would work. Caligula, yes. Um, but now so that you're old. fine, 
He'll go back to being a teenager. Oh, so, and I, no, no harm done. He's happy to go back to his PlayStation. He loves it. He doesn't want to be emperor. Yeah, he's got Tony Hawk on there. Oh, who would want to be emperor when you can play Tony Hawk? Yeah. Oh, lights out, Gorilla Radio. Turn that, Turn shit, that shit up. up. I know what. Yeah, obviously I'm referencing old computer games, but this is in 12 AD. So, so you yeah. are yeah. factually more accurate yeah. than if you referenced. You know, one of the modern things, something that's a battle royale, mm. which I believe they all are now, if I've learned anything from Gamey Gamey Game. Yeah, they're all but... battle royales. From then on, he seemed to act very differently to the loving ruler that people were worried would die. So people were genuinely worried about him dying and he came back and went, I'll kill you all. <laughs> Upon his recovery, uh, Caligula found out that a nobleman had said whilst Caligula was ill that he would gladly, gladly give his own life to save the emperor. When the emperor recovered, he heard this story and he found the nobleman and made him fulfill his promise. What? The man was dragged through the streets and then thrown in the Tiber River to drown. This is the first of many, many crazy antics. But he didn't do you. it. He was, he, oh. He was like, well, you said you would. Get in the river. Prove it. Yeah. That's weird. That's so weird. This, my, my heading here is crazy shit starts. Great. His biographer, Suetonius, who I mentioned before, quotes his often repeated phrase, as Caligula would often say this, remember that I have the right to do anything to anybody. Oh, that's a good point. I hadn't mm. considered it like oh, that. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, well, okay. that's a good reminder, actually. Yeah. He would uh, sleep with his friends' wives, his enemies' wives, and there was nothing that anyone could do about it. I have the right I to the do right. whatever I want or well, whoever I want. Little Boot likes to have a little root. <laughs> Apparently he hated the name Caligula, but it just stuck. He really, really hated it. Could have had a rebrand anyway, but he didn't. Little Boot loves a root. You just got to work with what you got. And he's got a great name for yeah. rooting. Yeah. He's got a great root name. Well, one story goes that Caligula took a liking to a senator's wife, so he invited her and her husband to one of the banquets he was throwing. Whilst everyone was eating, he invited the woman back to his chambers they slept together, and rather than be discreet when they returned to the party, he just loudly told everyone, including her husband, what they'd been doing. He didn't give a shit. Oh. He's also rumoured to have... Uh, that seems like bad dinner party etiquette. Oh, did we miss main course? <laughs> Sorry, we were just fucking. <laughs> and everyone's like, woo! <laughs> All right. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah, no, we yeah. could hear you. Yeah. Very thin walls. Yeah, and they're glass. We could see you. You were screaming a lot. Um, I know you think strange. you went to your chamber, but you just lay on the main table and bang next to this turkey. It huh? didn't even look like you were having fun. Yeah, you kept looking at your watch. <laughs> and then looking me in the eyes. You actually didn't even take your pants off. You just stood there making noises so did, we would think yeah. you were having sex. Did you think we couldn't see you? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm definitely banging that guy's wife right now. Shut up. I think he's buying it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Etc. Etc. Matt, we've Do you had sex. Have a go? We've yeah. had sex. You and I. No. <laughs> Jess and I are just proving that we know exactly what sex sounds like. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. It was a very realistic doing it. Um, retelling, like me. Like, I would have always known that those things that you were saying there were definitely sex things. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Big sex things. In the same way sex that sex I would things. also know that. Yeah. Yeah. 
So there's that. Standing there at a dinner party, saying stuff. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, so Caligula was all, Caligula was also rumored to have slept with his sisters, yeah. with a special fondness for his sister Drusilla. Oh, yuck! Don't have a special fondness. Yeah, his, he, Don't fuck your sister. He most enjoyed incest with Drusilla. <laughs> It seemed that it was an open secret in Rome and he didn't care who knew. He was even known to caress her in front of her husband, Lepidus, at dinner. Ooh, who's my sexy sister? <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> Is it you? No. Is it you? No. Is it? Yes, it's you. <laughs> Lepidus? Huh? Huh? How hot is my sister slash your wife? Oh, wow. (laughs) This girl sounds like a real nightmare. Yeah, he's gross. (laughs) What's also about this time? Uh, In this day and age, he would so be cancelled. Don't you reckon? I don't think you'd get away with a lot of this stuff. (laughs) Nah, no way. Killing people. (laughs) Killing people, sexing people. Adopting sons that are three years younger than you are. Weird. It's also about this time that he started to spend like crazy. He liked to drink pearls dissolved in vinegar, and then he would, what? Just because it was it was it was worth lots of money. Pearls dissolved in vinegar. Yes, he'd be like, "This pearl is worth five hundred thousand dollars. Dissolve it. Drink it." I just drank a five hundred thousand. Drinking it like drink. it's a Barocca. Yeah. <laughs> yuck. Vinegar's yuck. He once threw a party that cost the annual revenue of three of Roman uh, of the Roman provinces. So he's just. Spends like crazy, doesn't care. He loved gladiator blood sports, as did a lot of Romans at the time, but he changed the rules to create more carnage. Right. Something that had never been done before. I saw one historian describe it as being like the Prime Minister coming out and being like, I want to change the rules of soccer. Yeah. That's... He just comes out and says, I want to. And he made the fights mismatched to be more bloody, making a man with a sword fight a man armed with only a net. Okay, catching butterflies. <laughs> Or he only gave one guy a shield and then the other guy the weapons, that kind of thing. It made things way more bloody and brutal, and he loved it. He also imported more wild animals from across his empire, including lions, tigers, bears, and elephants. Oh, my. Ooh. <laughs> I mean, I had to. Oh, you had to. Oh, you must. Uh, and they were... F- when in Rome. <laughs> hey, this story takes place in Rome. <gasps> wow, what a coincidence. Sometimes you don't know how funny you are. <laughs> Bit of fun there. Bit of fun. Bit of fun. So but he just brings in these wild animals to be slaughtered for his, his amusement. Fun! He brought in so many of these animals at once that they ran low on food, so he just ordered prisoners to be thrown to the animals to be fed, like live bait. Oh, they ran, they ran low on food for the animals for they the... were slaughtering. Yeah. And cool. you got to keep them alive for next week's game, so what do you do? Just feed them a prisoner. That's Okay. Anyone he didn't like could be thrown to the animals to be eaten publicly, but first he would have their tongues cut out so they couldn't complain. So to us, he sounds like a terrible guy I've got written here. I was really thinking you'd be protesting against that, but it sounds like your silence is complicit. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm a little shocked, to yeah. be honest. I'm shook. In all honesty, it is quite shaking to our modern feeble it's minds. In, it's it's crazy. It's insane. But he was putting on way more public events than his tight-ass predecessor, so he was still he was loved by the people. Basically, if he wasn't killing you specifically, a lot of the poorer people liked him. Okay. Yeah. So he, he was great until you were murdered. Yeah, no, I'd agree with that. I get that, yeah. When he murdered me, 
that was a bit of a downer. That was a turning point. Yeah, I think. Yeah. I'm, I'm Up not until sure then, about this guy. I quite liked him, and then he murdered me, and I thought, mm, no, nah, I don't Hang like that. On. Then you went and spoiled it all by doing something stupid like murdering me, <laughs> like explode, explode you. you. <laughs> <laughs> he also loved the live theater, as any great man does. Yeah. So much so that during the shows he would join the cast on stage and start acting out various parts and they have to play along because he's the emperor. Oh, my God, improv. He loves it. Oh, improv. Is it sort of like when... Done uh, it. We've done it. Sort of like when... um, King of the Puns. It's kind of like when um, Daryl Summers on Hyatt Saturday would play drums and I guess the rest of the band would just be like, yeah, Daryl, look at you play them drums. (laughs) Never seen that. He's like, I don't want to get fired. <laughs> I'll just keep smiling at Daryl playing the drums. You are so out of time. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Daryl. Uh, What's Daryl doing now? He's probably sitting on a pile of cash, drumming. Is he cash. still doing things? Yeah, I don't know. He had a show a couple of years ago on Channel Seven, Dancing with the Stars, right? No, he did. He was like a show where people like dressed up as their as people like I think. Do impressions of celebrities or something? Uh, Celebrity transformation. That's remember? already great. Yeah, yeah, like it's like, oh, I really want to be like Madonna. So they, you go off stage and you come back yeah. and you're like all dolled up. Do you think Daryl's hoping someone would be like, I just <laughs> want to be like Daryl Summers? Or oh, maybe like, he did a magic show. I thought maybe a hypnotizing show. Yeah, it was hypnotizing. You're right. Yeah, he did a hip- hypnotizing show. People said, I want to be Madonna. And then they'd hypnotize him <laughs> and say, until you believed you looked like Madonna. Mm. It's a real an interesting transformation show for TV. <laughs> the before and after shots will shock you. <laughs> uh, Caligula also loved horse racing and started holding way more horse races than the previous leaders, and this made him even more popular. He paraded around in a breastplate that he had stolen from the tomb of Alexander the Great trying to emulate the, the great leader, and even raced in the events himself and had a famous horse called Incitatus, who would also wear the breastplate of Alexander the Great's horse. Do you reckon, did he make, if he was racing other people, did he make them lose? Yes, almost like, Always let the emperor win. Lose or die. Yeah. One of the most famous stories of Caligula's antics is that he loves Incitatus or Incitatus so much that he gave the steed a marble stall, an ivory manger, a jeweled collar, and even its own house. <laughs> <laughs> you just walk into the horses sitting on the couch watching TV. Hey, ever heard of knocking? <laughs> he would feed the horse elaborate flu- uh, food, including gold flakes, and then let the horse eat and drink at his table. And one day, when asked by the senators what he was doing, according to legend, he said, I'm thinking about making him consul. Consul were the elected chairman of the Senate and exercised the highest judicial power in the Roman Empire. So he was thinking about making a horse one of the most powerful politicians in the Senate. I'm hung up on the gold flakes. I don't think you can feed a horse gold flakes. He, I think he would put it in his oats. That's not. Sprinkle okay. the gold flakes. Then there'd just be gold flakes in its shit. Oh, yeah, and people would sc- scramble for that shit. <laughs> that seem fun. It's a funny idea of what wealth should be is to go... These things, like not buy the best food, but just put, you're just like yeah. cutting up $100 bills and putting them in your cornflakes. Yeah, that's right. I'm pretty wealthy. Yeah, I'm drinking a pearl. <laughs> yeah. It's like that's that's probably tastes gross. Why do that? Because I'm rich. 
bitch. You give it a try. Oh, you can't. <laughs> you drink that lemonade, that disgusting <laughs> lemonade. Guess who spat in my lemonade this morning? Ralph Lauren. <laughs> hmm? <laughs> uh, not surprisingly, this pissed off a lot of senators when he said, I'm going to promote a horse higher than you. I reckon. Huh. He also liked to build outrageous things. He built a giant boat. I'm talking giant boat. Bigger than a football field, just to bring back a giant obelisk from Egypt that weighed over 300 tons. And it still stands today in St. Peter's Square in front of the Vatican. Wow. You've ever seen an obelisk in front of the Vatican? That is what uh, he brought it over. I'm trying to remember what an obelisk is. Big dick, big stick. It's a big stick. It's like um, I talked about it on one of our upcoming Patreon bonus episodes we recorded live. The Washington Monument is. Yeah. Um, I don't, well, I'm sure if I saw a picture of it, I'd remember it, but I don't remember it off the top of my head. It's the only obelisk in Rome that hasn't toppled since Roman times, so it's always been wow. standing since for nearly 2,000 years. It's interesting. That's crazy. Yeah. That would be, that'd be about, so yeah, be coming close to 2,000, right? Yeah, coming up. It was so he, yeah, he was, he was living 2,000 years ago. It's absolutely wild. Yeah. We didn't even celebrate his birthday. <laughs> Seven Sorry. years ago. Or every year, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Caligula. We'll make it up in your 3,000th birthday. Yeah. Uh, when his favourite sister and probably lover Drusilla died, Caligula oh. lost the plot even further. He decided he wanted to have her declared a goddess, something that had never been done before. Okay. This, as well as a lot, as a, well as a lot of other behaviour, pissed off the Senate. Caligula responded to their criticism by making a big speech and accusing them all of being hypocritical and corrupt. Then he brought out the papers that Tiberius had collected on them as evidence, the ones that he said he'd burned. <gasps> but he still had them. Bad boy for life. He'd photocopied them. Yeah. Like, How'd you do that? And he's like, I invented a photocopier. Boom. And Duh. that is the only photocopier that hasn't fallen <laughs> 2,000 years. 2,000 years. Every photocopier you've ever seen has at some stage toppled. <laughs> you better yeah. believe it. Those things. They are. They've got to put a fourth foot underneath it. But yeah, why no three? No one will do it. Three. No, it's like the Mr. Bean car, but a photocopier. Yeah. Silly. St- structurally unsound. <laughs> he announced new treason trials, the very thing that he promised not to do, and he encouraged the senators to turn on each other and dob in each other to him. He predicted that despite his behaviour, they would reward him for they fear him so much. And what did they do? The next day, the Senate publicly gave him more honours in an attempt to suck up to him and win favour. Jesus. He was right. He decided to humiliate certain senators even further and force them to dress up in short tunics. Oh, no. (laughs) And then serve him at his banquets like like little slaves. (laughs) He lost it. And these are some of the most powerful men in all of Rome and they can't do anything about it. They've got to dress up in a ridiculous outfit and, like, hand him grapes. Late one night, he summoned some senior senators who thought he was holding an emergency meeting to discuss what's to be done about some growing unrest amongst some Germanic tribes nearby. Instead, when they went to his palace, he emerged in full costume, performed a little dance for the men, and then demanded that they applaud him, which they did. <laughs> Yay! Be awkward if you didn't, you know? He's asking. Applaud! Applaud! Yeah. At this point, he's two and a half years into his reign. The people still love him, thanks mostly to his lavish festivals and endless entertainment that he pays for. Yeah. But the Senate are like, this can't go on. Sorry, do you mind if I just interrupt for a quick moment? I just was thinking, do we not have a sponsor this week? 
Actually, yes. Thank you for the reminder, Matt. These things always slip my moaned. <laughs> Mind. Uh, this episode is brought to you and everyone at home by Skillshare. Skillshare is an online learning community for creators with more than 25,000 classes in design, business, and more. You'll discover countless ways to fuel your curiosity, creativity, and your career. Does this sound good to you? Do you want yeah, to take classes so in social media marketing, yes. mobile photography, yes. creative writing, yes. or even illustration? Yes. yes. Well, whether you're looking to discover a new passion, start a side hustle, or gain new professional skills, Skillshare is there to keep you learning and thriving. Oh, I love to thrive. And you know what else needs thriving in my household? My plants. I can't look after them. Oh, you're a bad plant mum. But they have a course on happy house plants, caring for your plants. I need what? that. Well, my plants specifically need that. I've been having a browse as well, and there's a lot of courses I want to try. But the one that really caught my eye is called Getting Into Gooch. Oh, okay. Is that what that says? I think it's like gouache. Uh, it's a type of paint. Getting Into Gooch. <laughs> Still wrong. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. It's a kind of paint. So um, <laughs> it's something It's you know, it's sort of bold, brave gooch paintings. And I really want to do, I do want to get into Gooch. Well, if you want to get into Gooch, if you want to get into... Caring for players. Caring for how, how is mine less interesting now? Because he said that oh, one. Gooch. Well, the one I want to get into is uh, piano lessons. I just ordered a piano online because I want to get back into it. And what? Wait, what? You ordered a piano online. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. What is your life? Are you having a breakdown? <laughs> it's my midlife crisis. What does that mean? I bought a piano, like a portable one. A keyboard. Keyboard. You bought a, a keyboard. No, it has weighted keys, please. This is wild. Well, anyway, <laughs> I want to try Hannon finger exercises for piano. Yes. So I'm looking forward to doing that. So if you want to do any of these things or 25,000 other options, we've got a deal just for our listeners. You can get two months of Skillshare for free. That's right. Skillshare is offering Do Go On listeners two months of unlimited access to over 25,000 classes for free. And all you're going to do to sign up is go to skillshare.com slash do goo, D-O-G-O. Stop it right there. Slash do goo. Again, go to Skillshare.com slash do goo. That does not. D-O-G-O. Does not change how go is pronounced. <laughs> That's do go. Oh, it's do go. I'm so used to saying do goon. <laughs> it's do go. Do go. Which are the first two words in this podcast title, which we've been doing for three and a half years. Okay, so one more time. And let me say that from the top again, because I've clearly stuffed this up. Skillshare.com slash do go. Just stop it right there. D-O-G-O. Again, go to Skillshare.com slash do go to start your two months now. Skillshare.com slash do go. Getting a gooch. Now back to the fun. Even more fun. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This show is brought to you by BetterHelp. 
I gotta get something off my chest. Okay. I ate your last biscuit. I was that saving has been, them for my wedding. That has been stress <laughs> that has been stressing me out. I'm so sorry. I feel a lot better to get that off my chest. You know, keeping things bottled up can affect people negatively and that had been affecting me and that feel that's a weight off my shoulder. Yeah. It was delicious. I'm not sorry, but I did take the last biscuit. He, that he was saving for his wedding. I didn't know that. <laughs> That is upsetting to hear, but I think I'm going to have to get some uh, positive coping skills, learn to set some boundaries. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe you could give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, so it's very convenient. It's flexible. You can fit it around your schedule. You just fill out a brief questionnaire and you get matched with a licensed therapist. You too can get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com D-G-O today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P dot com slash D-G-O. So he does a lot of these uh, crazy things or silly things just to embarrass the senators, but he can also be extremely brutal executing people who get in his way. When he heard rumours of people plotting against him, he took drastic action, something that no one in Rome had ever done before. He arrested the two consuls, the two uh, high-ranking people I mentioned before, so the highest-ranking politicians. One of them was his his horse. horse. Yeah. (laughs) He arrested the horse. Uh, usually these How people... How do you put cuffs on it? Mm. Just on the front? Yeah. On the back as well? Then it just kind of has to awkwardly... Oh, it shuffles along. That seems yeah. like an awful idea. Yeah, it's it's real heartbreaking to see. Yeah. Usually these consuls are out of reach of everyone, but he arrested them and then he tortured them and found out about a conspiracy against him by Lepidus and his sister Agrippina the Younger. <gasps> Matt mentioned this on his episode about Agrippina the Younger. But in summary, Lepidus was executed and Agrippina had to walk 100 miles carrying her conspirators' ashes and then she was banished to the same island where their mother had died. Pretty brutal. Is that Capri? Is that what you said before? No, Capri was the sex dungeon island. Oh, that's that's where you want it if you're going to get sent somewhere. Oh, Oh, no, don't send me to the sex island. (laughs) No, I don't want to have heaps of sex. All the time. No. no. I don't want to be on Bachelor in Paradise. Stop. Oh. Uh, Caligula, not surprising, was a pretty vain guy and he wanted military honour, so he decided to take his army to the one to one of the only places that the Empire was yet to conquer. Britain. He marched four legions up to the North Sea and then legend has it that Caligula declared war on Neptune, the god of the sea, and then ordered his men to stab the English Channel. (laughs) Go! That is the best. It's almost certainly been exaggerated. Fight the the ocean! (laughs) Yeah, it's almost certainly exaggerated, but most historians believe that the legions refused to board the ships to go to Britain, so to avoid embarrassment, he told them to attack the sea, so at least they went there for a reason. Right. They were like, we're not getting on those boats. And he went, oh, okay. Well, to stop a mutiny, stab the water. <laughs> what? What was so? What was the British Isles doing at that stage? What, what held such fear? I imagine that they would have been on boats before, but I don't know why. But they just maybe didn't see the point of going there, right? Because it feels like yeah, they would have thought they would have been full of confidence that they could yeah, take well, on anyone. Basically, but... conquered most of Earth. Well, what they th- know of as Earth at this point, mm. anyway. So he told them to attack the sea and then possibly to embarrass them, he told them that they could fill their helmets with as many seashells as they wanted in lieu of pay from the loot that they would have got from pillaging England. His men were to take, quote, spoils from the ocean as a reward for their hard work. (laughs) 
He Seashells. Sa- he said, anything you can fit in your hat, you can keep. And they had to be like, thanks. Yay. Yay. I mean, they. I don't understand. Why do they go that far? So they've walked to the water and yeah. then said, we're not doing it anymore. And there's a couple of them that are actually kind of stoked because they wanted a little centerpiece for their coffee table at their oh, beach house. love it. Just seashells in a bowl. And they all just find a lot of pearls and they fill them up with pearls. And he's like, oh, that backfired. Oh, <laughs> hey, give me that. Give them back. Give them back. I need those I'm for my breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm really thirsty. Have you got, did you also find vinegar? Yeah. <laughs> Who's got the vinegar? <sighs> Gross. Why are you drinking vinegar? <laughs> so he went up north, stabbed the sea, came back. <laughs> and then he was hoping that he'd get a triumph on his return, which is a large parade through the city that many Romans regarded as the highest possible honour. And what what did he what did he think he was getting that for? Well, the Senate wouldn't give it to him, mostly because he hadn't done anything. <laughs> yeah, that's, what, what was he expecting it for? I stabbed the sea. <laughs> I but didn't, Neptune. I, he's like, I didn't lose a single man. That's never happened before. Huh? Huh? Yeah. So we, we won a war, and I didn't lose a man. I'll wait here if you want to organise a triumph. Any minute now. Hmm. 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 I can't hear trumpets. Hmm. So he comes back. They won't give him a triumph. So he decided to hold his own spectacle in Baia, now in Italy. He ordered a fleet of ships sunk in pairs from one town across the port to another in Puteoli. Baia to Puteoli. This built a dam that he intended to turn into a bridge. This formed a three-mile-long temporary bridge across the bay from one side to the other. He was hoping to replicate a bridge that the Persian king Xerxes built between Turkey and Greece. So imagine getting all the ships and you just purposefully sink them and then you hope you can walk on the sunken ship from one side to the other. He then had stone and dirt dumped on top of the sunken ships to create a bridge and then paved it with stone like a real Roman road. He put on oak leaves, jumped on his horse and led a a Roman legion from one side to the other. It took hundreds of soldiers in full battle outfits a whole day to cross from one side to the other. (laughs) Then they partied all night. (laughs) It was a bit of a crazy night with brawls and some even drowning amongst the craziness, but he didn't care. The next day, Caligula led the the legions back across the bridge, this time riding in a horse-drawn carriage. And some people say that he did this because before he'd become emperor, an astrologer named Thrasyllus had predicted that Caligula, quote, had no more chance of becoming emperor than of riding a horse across the Gulf of Baia. (laughs) Caligula built the bridge just to rub it in that the astrologer had been wrong. Cup that, astrologer. <laughs> They're normally so trustworthy. Said <laughs> <laughs> my lucky colours for the Melbourne Cup were going to be green and blue. But the winner was wearing yellow. <laughs> Idiot. <laughs> he also, so we talked about the sex castle. He also built two sex boats. Ooh, sex boat, sex boat. You're my sex boat. Honk. <laughs> Okay, so a boat that you have sex on or with? Oh, which Either. one? Would you rather? <laughs> have sex on a boat or with a boat? Yeah. Ooh, it's tough, isn't it? That is tough. Yeah. Something so sexy about a boat. <laughs> Something yeah. sexy about being on a boat too, though. Oh, uh, yeah. Especially if you're seasick. <laughs> oh, what about, okay, here's a good compromise. Have sex with a boat. On a boat. Oh, like a, have sex with a smaller boat oh, on a big boat? With a life raft. Mm, yeah. Bang oh, yeah. that raft. Yeah. yeah there it yeah. is. Is this genius? <laughs> Sexy genius. Oh, wow. So he, no, he built two giant sex boats. 
These well, they're just pleasure boats, but I thought a pleasure boat. Jazz yuck. It up a bit. Yeah, that's yuck. <laughs> I'll get on a sex boat. But a pleasure boat, oh. yucky. Who hasn't been on a pleasure cruise? Oh, I love a pleasure cruise. No. <laughs> you get on a pleasure boat and then you get off on a pleasure boat. Mm, it's true. Is it? Well, there you go. So these days the ships are known as the uh, Nemi ships or Nemi ships. Only discovered in the 1930s when Mussolini drained a lake. They were oh, way... Me- metaphor. <laughs> <laughs> they were way bigger than anyone thought the Romans capable of building. They were massive. They were the length of a couple of football fields. The two ships were, in fact, floating villas which had baths, a heating system, temples, banquet rooms, statues, and even more beautiful, sexy mosaics on the floors. Oh, yeah. Is that a nibble? Oh. oh. No, that one's definitely dirt. (laughs) Sadly, they were destroyed in bombing in World War II. So it lasted all those years until the 1930s, and then within a decade, they were gone. That's insane. What? Sucks, yeah. They got bombed, and then because they were made of wood, they burnt. What? I know you'd be so pissed off. They made sex boats. Yeah, and the and this he made it on this little. It's about twenty miles north or south of Rome. I can't remember which one. And then it's a small lake, only like a mile along. And then you would just have these two giant sex boats on the lake. So they can't even, go anywhere. They can't go anywhere. No. So why why not just build a house or a palace or something? Why does it have to be a boat? Because you're rich. Yeah, sorry. You, this is the first super yacht. Oh, you know I love a super yacht. Oh. I do get seasick, so I'd never have a boat. Oh, but um, I don't get it at all. Super yachts. I'm just. You like, don't you want a boat that has a pool in it? <laughs> and a boat, <laughs> a boat that has a helicopter. Matt. Tell me, um, you go on a boat and you think, oh, I'd love to go for a swim. I'll hop in my pool. <laughs> and surely, Matt, you want a boat that has. It does make sense. It has its own missile defense system. Surely you sure. want that. Oh, uh, yeah. Surely. Yeah, of course. As a bad boy for life, you want that. Yeah. But more than that, Matt, you want to be able to dip yourself in the yeah. pool. Yeah. If you want to cool off on a hot day on your boat. Yeah. <sighs> Because that would be the worst if you're stranded in, on a boat with nowhere to swim. Yeah. You'd have to like, I don't know how, you'd get what? through all that water to find land where there's a pool, you know. Don't, no need. You could have a shower. BYO pool. Sick. Mm. That's badass. Have a shower. Yeah. Dave, in what universe is a shower the same as jumping in a pool? Well, you haven't seen my super. <laughs> <laughs> Metaphor. Euphemism. I said, anyway, um, Dave, to go on. Okay, things got really out of hand when he started to just kill anyone he thought was against him. Anyone accused of treason was tortured or whipped to death. He also confiscated the property and wealth of any any senator he killed he thought was treasonous, which is a bit of a conflict of interest because if you want someone's stuff, you just kill them. Yeah. Once he murdered a senator and when he was told that the man actually didn't have any money, Caligula apparently said, huh, what a waste. Oh. He's a bad guy. Yeah. Now, some claim. He's starting to think he's a bad guy. Hmm. Huh. I think he's misunderstood. Sorry, bad boy. <laughs> Sorry, misindependent. <laughs> Kelly Clarkson. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think he felt he couldn't trust anyone, especially his family members. So he started relying solely on members of his inner circle, made up exclusively of former slaves that he'd freed and he'd and owed their freedom to him. So he was like, I freed you. You wouldn't cross me. Hmm. 
That was his theory. <laughs> then, when he was 27 years old, he decided to declare himself a god. About time. <laughs> After Emperor's I've died. I've seen it coming for a while. Yeah. He had godlike oh, absolutely. qualities. It's weird that it took him this time. He did a lot time. of smoting. That's when I started to think he might have been a god. Jesus smoted a few. Yeah. Old Testament style. Well, after emperors died, they were worshipped as gods, but Caligula wanted that whilst he was still alive, something that no one had ever done before. I get that. I'd kind of like to go to my own funeral. Yeah. Mm. You know? I see everyone. Who's there? Was yeah. anyone? Is anyone rocking up? Oh, God. I wish I hadn't seen my own funeral. Anyone? No? No? Oh, uh, busy. Oh. Oh, it must have been a, a, an issue with the obituary. I don't know. Oh. It's today. <laughs> oh. Oh. No, we just know you're not dead. Just. <laughs> We see you standing in the corner. This is the fifth time you've done this. Yeah. Just wanted to see if I could fill out an arena. <laughs> you, why did you book Rod Laver again? Mm. It's very expensive. I know. If everyone could pitch in. <laughs> There's no one here. Ah! It's what I would have wanted. <laughs> so the God thing actually may have started out as a bit of a weird joke. He used to perform as the God Jupiter or Venus. You know, he loves to do his little pantomimes. Dressing up and then getting senators to bow before him. He enjoyed that. Sure. He decided to build a bridge to connect his palace to a nearby temple. Build a bridge. <laughs> <laughs> he sat between two giant statues of Castor and Pollux, so when anyone bowed and prayed to them, they were also praying to him. <laughs> hey, I'm here too, so. Sucked in. Yeah. Praying to me. You God. <laughs> One day he was standing in front of the statue of Jupiter, who's king of the gods, and he asked his friend, a famous actor named Apelles, who he thought was more powerful, me the emperor or the king of the gods, Jupiter. Apelles was unsure how to answer, not wanting to say the wrong thing, because if you say the god, then you're offending the emperor, but if you say the emperor, then you're bagging out the top god. Yeah. For his hesitation, Caligula had his friend severely beaten. Oh, my oh. God. It's for hesitating. Yeah. Sometimes I just like to think about things. It's like, hey, Caligula, tell me what you want me to say. I'll say whatever you like. Yeah. I don't give a shit. Uh, I'm an actor. Just I say what me. other people yeah. want me to yeah, say. Yeah, fit me a line. <laughs> um, line. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's a weird one. Because I, I would have said probably Caligula because he exists. I reckon either way, that guy was going to get a beaten. Right. Oh, he was sitting yeah. his friend. You better believe that's Padlin. And they believed they believed in these gods at this stage. The like so much. Right. They fully believed in the yeah, in the the old school god stuff. And Absolutely. remember, keep your friends close, keep your enemies closer. Yeah, that's right. Keep your enemies as a god. So Jupiter I, there's something yeah, Jupiter, god of gods. So he's so that's the Roman gods. So what's the Greek version of that is Zeus? Is Zeus. It? Zeus yeah. and Jupiter are equivalents. There you go. I like Zeus better. Zeus. It's funner to say. There's also a story of him wanting to change the statue of Zeus's face at Mount Olympus to his face. Okay. That was something that he tried to do, but I don't think they let him do it. Interesting. Who's letting? Well, like, it's weird. Who's... Is there anyone letting him do anything now? feels like he'd just go, just do it. He just does it. Well, people didn't want him to declare himself a god, but he did it anyway, and he had his own temple built for him as a god with a golden statue of him inside. The statue was dressed every day with an outfit that matched what he was wearing that oh, day. Oh, yes! <laughs> I know. Okay, I'm back on board <laughs> That's now. That's wild, isn't it? That's 
amazing. He's coordinating outfits with a gold statue of himself. And am am I being naive here? I just thought they wore white togas every day with brown sandals. Am I thinking of the wrong period? Was this a real fashionista era? Yeah, well, I think that as the... Mm, what today, Caligula? Well, this guy does like to dress up as stuff, so he could have been right. anything. He's a naughty nurse one day, <laughs> and then uh, a naughty maid another day. It's always naughty with yeah, you, Caligula. He's bloody naughty. It's Halloween every day of the year with you, Caligula. <laughs> That's I'm back on board. I love him. Oh, okay. You love him. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> the temple had its own priests and each day sacrifices were also made to him. Okay, now I'm back off again. He then tried to get a giant statue of himself installed in a sacred spot in Jerusalem. Back off. Which I'm on. would have severely upset the local Jewish population. Oh, the local, back off. <laughs> the local governor there saw the trouble that that could cause and he stalled the idea. Hoping, on again. <laughs> hoping that he would give up. But the frozen yogurt is also <laughs> That's good. Can I go now? <laughs> the final straw. Fuck, that's such a good bit. If, if there's anything people don't understand, assume it's a Simpsons reference. Yeah. Sorry. And just enjoy ten great seasons. The final straw came for Caligula, and Matt did also talk about this on Agrippina of the Younger episode, when he announced he was moving his imperial court from Rome to Alexandria in Egypt. He would effectively be moving the capital of the Roman Empire because there was a rule that stated no senator could step foot in Egypt. If he went there, he could do whatever he wanted because the senators couldn't do shit. Oh, okay. But this would negatively (laughs) affect everyone in Rome, including the senators, the powerful Praetorian Guard, who a lot of them would be out of work because they don't work there either, and also the people themselves because if you move the capital, all the money goes with it as well. So no one liked this. So he just wants to take the money and be able to do whatever do he it wants everyone. with it. Even though he's already doing whatever the fuck <laughs> he wants. <laughs> but he had gone too far finally and now too many people wanted him dead. Eventually, officers within the Praetorian Guard, led by Cassius Correa, Succeeded in murdering their emperor. They did it. It was with the sex pillow, wasn't it? They smothered him with a sex pillow. They, they got him. This actually probably would have been extra su- sweet for Korea because Caligula, Korea's the head of the Praetorian Guard, Caligula considered him effeminate because of his weak voice and not being firm with his text collection, and Caligula would mock Korea with names like Priapus and Venus. The god of love. Girl names. Yes, he would mock him for his, his voice. How do you get and to guess... the top of the Praetorian Guard if you're weak? I don't I I don't think you would have been that weak to be you're you're absolutely right. I just think you like to make fun of everyone. And it would have been so sweet. Caligula was attacked when walking through an underground corridor called the Cryptoporticus. Oh, I like that. That is a word. Cryptoporticus. Beneath the imperial palaces. Basically, it's a little uh, bridge underneath where you can travel between places that the peasants can't get to, so you can walk around Rome real quick. But Korea stabbed Caligula first, followed by a number of conspirators in a murder similar to his great-great-grandfather, Julius Caesar. Apparently he was stabbed 30 times. That seems about right. They just left him in a pool of his own blood. The assassins then sought out and killed Caligula's wife, Caesonia, and also killed their young daughter to make sure that no one would one day avenge his death. He had a wife? Yes, yeah, he did have a wife. I didn't mention that earlier. He married a a lady. He was having sex with people all over the place, and it may 
or may not have been his daughter. He married an eight-month pregnant woman, and then a month later she obviously gave birth, and people were like, was that even your daughter? But he was so wild. It could have been anyone. He was having sex all over the shop. He probably had multiple children. But they took out... He didn't like dingers. What? But they they killed... It's not on, it's not on. Yeah. You know what I mean? You got to wrap it before you fap it. Is that true? Even fapping. Yeah. Wow. Nah, Got to be safe. Easy to clean up. Yeah. <laughs> the Senate. Dave, you, you talk about shit all the time, but that grossed you out? Yes. Okay. Oh, we know his trigger. Fapping. I don't have one. Fapping and rapping. <laughs> so Caligula was finally dead. The Senate attempted to use Caligula's death as an opportunity to restore the Republic. Wrap so, it before you tap it. Okay. Probably makes more sense. Mm. Sorry, do go on. Fap it until you snap it. <laughs> no. no. Oh, hang no. on. No, don't do Am that. Am I doing that wrong? <laughs> yes. It oh, should sh- I snap it, it before I fap no, it? Should it should not never snap. snap. It should not snap. snap. Does it. it snap like a glow stick? Oh, absolutely. That's a okay. horrible popping sound. Oh, no. And then it glows? Yeah. Oh, oh. it glows. It's this weird blood red colour anyway. <laughs> Like blood? Oh, hang on. <laughs> so the Senate, anyway, I'm trying to wrap it up. I've got so two sorry, sentences so to go. Sorry. The Senate attempted to use Caligula's death as an opportunity to restore the Republic, which is the way it was before they had an emperor. It used to be a lot more, I guess, like a modern political system, even though it was very corrupt and things. People would vote for stuff. They didn't have a supreme leader that they basically worshipped as a god. And they were hoping with him God gone, God gone, (laughs) that they could come back in and then they'd be in charge again and then there'd be no more emperors. But sadly, the Praetorian Guard, because they protect the emperor, they went against the Senate and quickly and discreetly had Claudius declared as the successor of Caligula. Claudius was Caligula's uncle. Oh. And pretty much the only surviving member of that family. So he was the the fourth emperor. I mean, the emperor just Claudius. got stabbed thirty times. Do you really want that job now? Oh, it's a bit, I know. Once you stab one emperor, yeah, you can stab them all. Then you're like, oh, we can stab the emperor. Yeah, huh. really, it does huh. set a precedent that really shouldn't be set. All up, Caligula only ruled for fourteen hundred days, just under four years, and he died nearly two thousand years ago. But thanks to a lot of bizarre behaviour, we still know his name today. That, what was his name again? Little Boots. <laughs> Colgate. And that is my report on Caligula. <laughs> Thank you. Dave, Lisa. you didn't even ask for that applause. We gave it willingly. Thank you. That's so lovely. Appreciate that. Now ask for it and see how different it sounds. And that is my report on Caligula. Clap for me. It's like I've done my little dance to the senators. Now clap. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. Yay. That was great, Dave. Yeah. I followed all of that, I think. Did you follow it? Yeah. So yeah. I, I tried to make it not too complicated. But, yeah, you did well there. And then also I didn't want to go over too much ground that we had with Agrippina the Younger. But isn't it cool that 2,000 years later there's members of the same family, a brother and sister, and we can do a whole episode on each of them. And probably each of their brothers and sisters had just as fascinating lives. Yeah. I, just don't, well, I don't think anyone's going to be talking about me in 2,000 years. Mate, no one's talking about you now. <laughs> but that's true. But also, he was a terrible guy. So do you want to be talked about no, like that? Well, no. Because, yeah. yeah, he sucked. He, he was awful. He did some horrible, horrible things. He was absolutely things. terrible. And he ruled for a short amount of time. 
he was dead before, like younger than you, was he? Was he 28, did you say? Yeah, uh, or about that age. Yeah. Wow. yeah. See, I've outlived him already. Just a kid. Sucked in, dickhead. <laughs> Got it. Yeah, that's right. Only legends. Yes, live. he was twenty. He was twenty-eight years old. Twenty-eight wow. club. Good on him. Good on. Wait, no. Bad on him. Bad on him. Bad on him. Yeah, that was such a fascinating story. You had me at. He dressed his. <laughs> yeah, that really won you over. I loved that. You're on board. I okay. kind of want a statue of me, and then I can put outfits on it and be like, "Yeah, that looks sick." <laughs> Or put it on and go, oh, that's terrible. Oh, what was I thinking? Lucky I didn't put that on real me. <laughs> you know? It's like in Clueless. I was thinking that too with the, yeah. yeah. But Cher has that's like sort this, of the modern version. But that was like so ahead of its time. Like that didn't exist then. That was in the 90s. It doesn't exist now. Yeah, it was like it was, I guess it was meant to be a joke thing of the future. But like she was just, they were wealthy and she had that sort of, oh, amazing. Clueless, more like clued in to the technology, am I right? Matt, you're so right. Thank you. Dave, well done. Great report. Thank you so much. Dave, would you mind if I just jump in here? At the end of the show. Do I get asked? Jess, let me handle this. Dave, is it okay if I just oh, jump in here at the end of the show? Please, just jump right in. And just get into one of everyone's favourite segments. One of everyone's favourite segments. I don't just everyone's favourite segment. No. Let's just say I it. stand by what I said. All right, okay. It's called Fact, Quote, or Question. It's the segment where Patreon, supporters of the show, if you go to patreon.com slash pod. You can support this show and you get different kind of rewards and such things to show our gratitude or really whatever. I'm not sure. Including two bonus episodes every month that no one else hears. Yes. That's one of my favorite rewards. I've got to tell you. That's a great reward. And also other such things as shout outs and this one, a fact, a quote or a question. I mean, also just getting to choose the topics, which... um, uh, this week's topic was voted on by the Patreon. Yeah, thank you so much. Two out of three of the episodes, basically, every... No, every... Three weeks, two yeah. of them. Will be voted for. Two out of three episodes every... You want to say month? Yeah. I'll stand by that. <laughs> I'm happy to be wrong. Anyway, one of the <laughs> rewards is a fact, quote, or question. That's where people on a certain level, I think it's the Sydney Scheinberg rest in peace level, of Patreon get to give us a fact, a quote, or a question. And this week, the fact, quote, or question comes from a man named Jeremy Swade. Ooh. That's a, that's a nice name. I like that. And he asks a question. Love a question. Did he give himself a title? Uh, yes. I'll get to that. Oh, exciting. Mm. Question is, ever since Pearl Jam released that song, Jeremy, often when I meet people for the first time, I'll get asked, <laughs> so did you speak in class today? Or with my last name, do you have any blue shoes? Hmm. Is there something out there that people always associate with you uh, and it just gets on your nerves every time? And his title is The Official Jeremy Who Did Not Speak in Class Today. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, let's just all take the time to do our best Eddie Vedder impression. (laughs) (laughs) I never knew. I've, I've sung along that song a lot. And I did not know that's what he said. 
Jeremy's Jeremy's broken. broken. I think it's about a school shooting. Today, is that what he says? I think it's about a school shooting. I knew that Jeremy spoken, but I didn't know. In class today, is that what he says? There you go. If I met Jeremy Swade, I would have said, "Ah, Jeremy, is it? Well, did you?" And I imagine that would be equally annoying. Uh, we all have quite vanilla names. Yeah, that's the problem. There's I'm, no. I got a bit of Jessie's girl. Oh yeah. And in, oh. in Mumbo Number Five, a little bit of Jessica. Here I am. Oh, okay. But I, that was self-inflicted. I was like, here I am. <laughs> you know, I loved it at the disco. Yeah. Oh, I love it. I'd wait for that. I'd look so fucking smug until it got to my name because he goes through so many names. And then he'd get to Jessica and I'd just be looking around my group like, oh, 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 oh who's that? Shut up, Monica. It's my time to shine. <laughs> yeah, who's that? I know none of you call me Jessica, but it is technically my name. Ooh. <laughs> I love when people say to me, is your, is your name David? Well, they don't think I've shortened it. They think I was born a Dave. Ah. Happy for that. Yeah, right. But I don't, yeah, I don't often, Warnicky also doesn't have many. No. Just, there's a lot of Daves, a lot of comedy Daves. Mm. So, less, less yeah, people, Australia. Assume, people assume I'm a comedian because of my name. Dave, a funny fella. <laughs> Gotta be a comedian, this one. King, da- what are you, King David over here, hey? Ooh, Sculpted by Michelangelo over here. Oh, you're just slaying Goliath over here. All right, all right. Take down the big oh, ones. Yuck. <laughs> sorry. I just hated everything you said. <laughs> Sorry about that. Sorry, what? sorry. What it? Uh, I sounded had a, offensive, I, but I hated everything. I just had a moment where you repulsed me, and I can't. I'm sorry about that. Well, I, I try not to vomit every time I look at you. Thank you. Thank you for trying. Matt, did you get anything? No, I mean, Matt, Matt's got to be a, of, of my generation. This would be the most common name. I think about five or more years either side of me being born, it was the most common Name for boys. So you're in telling me that you never get Matthew spoken. <laughs> no, you never get that. There's a great custard song called "A New Matthew," but that didn't get on my nerves. I liked it. Mm, much like Mumbo Number Five. Yeah, yeah, no, nothing, nothing really on my nerves. Matthew and Son, Cat Stevens song. Matthew and Son, the work's never done. Did people have never? I don't think anyone's ever said to me, uh, "Up at eight, can't be late for Matthew and Son. He won't wait." No one's ever said that to me. <laughs> But I really hope someone does now. What about Stuart? Nothing from Stuart? Stuart? Uh, I don't know. Stuart, this has got spew stuff, but nothing. Rod Stewart or who's the most famous Stuart? Triple Brownlow medalist Ian Stewart? <laughs> once for the Saints. Twice for the Tigers. Was he twice? No, twice for the Saints, once for the Tigers. I'm going to say Rod Stewart's probably more famous than that. <laughs> than Ian us. Stewart. <laughs> <laughs> what about Payne Stewart, the golfer? No, these aren't people. <laughs> He's the one who used to wear his socks real high, uh, like that classic golf style. Bored. Died in a plane crash. Oh. Stuart Copeland from the own. police. Oh, yeah. Stewie C. Is that what we did you Google? I just typed in. He was the first Stuart I could think of, but I was like, surely there's more famous, but he's the number one Stuart that comes up. in The yeah. number one Stuart Where in your I spelling. I also occasionally, because there's a Matthew Stewart who's a horse ro- uh, racing journalist in Melbourne, people will mention that on occasion people normally saying useless tipper but it's i think in his defense he's going for the he's going he's not going for the obvious ones yeah in defense of matt stewart he prefers matthew oh sorry <laughs> don't know why he puts on his byline matt but i don't know i don't know if that was a helpful answer sorry for jeremy. jeremy but um jeremy i'm sorry but we have spoken we have very boring names in and class uh, today <laughs> 
<laughs> One more time. Suede is a sick name, by the yeah, way. Yeah, it's so good. That is a great. That, that is, is great. amazing that your name, Jeremy, means that people still reference a song from what, what is that pushing 30 years ago now, right? Yeah. It would have been 91 or 92, Jeremy, I'm pretty sure. Like so imagine, that, imagine if your name was Roxanne. Oh, yeah, that's hard. Yeah, people would be telling oh. you to put on your red light or not having. You don't have to. You don't have to. You can. But you don't have to. Roxanne. Great drumming from Stuart Copeland, am I right? Mm. Great drumming. Great basing from Sting. <laughs> and great guitar from the other guy. His name, I definitely. The Edge. Yes, thank you. <laughs> God, he's so versatile. He's versatile. Well, Can play guitar in two bands. <laughs> the other thing, <laughs> the other thing that we always do at the end of the episode. Yes. Thank you to Jeremy, but we also like to thank some other people who have uh, contributed to our Patreon, uh, and we do that by reading out their names yeah. and giving them some kind of title. But I don't know. I can't. I don't, how do I tie it back to today's? Topic? What about we had little boots? They're little somethings. Oh, that's adorable. Okay, well, allow me to kick her off. Uh, with a shout out to a man from Cheshire, Cheshire in Great Britain, Aaron Walker. That feels so appropriate. Oh. Little, little sneakers. Little sneakers. Oh, he's so sneaky for sneaking. Yeah, yeah. I a- like that. Little a- sneakers. Walker. Or as he would call them, little trainers. Little trainers. That's the British version of sneakers. Yeah. A, we, like, we, we call them runners. I know. What a Isn't word. It fun? I, love, I love ones where Australia, America, and England have a different yeah. one each. Yeah. And Rome called them Caligulas. Well, so so the big cute. Four. <laughs> there aren't many of those, though. I think most will normally have say a word the same as either England or America. Yeah, we'll take one or the other. You're right. But, like, yeah, that one, obviously, I wonder if maybe they say one of them say runners as well. But there's, like... um. We say bucks parties, English say stag parties, and America say bachelor parties. Oh. I wonder if there are many others like that where we all have something different. It's crazy. Tweet in with you once. Yeah. I'd actually like to hear it. Yeah, Yeah, that'd be really cool. Um, Yeah, like we call them thongs, whereas Americans call them flip-flops. Do the British call them? They don't wear them. (laughs) It's cold. I think they would call them flip-flops as well. Right. But I, I want to keep Aaron Walker to little sneakers because it's sneaky and cute. Oh. Yeah. Little right. trainers, not as cute, unless oh. you think you have tiny little mice training for the Olympics. <gasps> now I'm back on board. Like Stuart Little. Oh, The cute. other Stuart that came oh, up. Oh, like the other big Stuart, played by Michael J. Fox. <laughs> you never got My Stuart Little? My favourite, MJ. No, I never got Stuart Little because I'm a big, big boy. <laughs> uh Thank you so much, Aaron Walker, for your support. <laughs> your little sneakers, boy. your little bloody trainers, little, your little, little runners. Little sneaky. Take your pick. Mm. I'd also love to thank from Fort Worth, Texas, which is uh, near Dallas, which is connected to Pantera. They have a song in their last album that references Fort Worth a lot. And from Fort Worth, I'd love to thank Daniel Hung. What about Little Dallas? Little Dallas. Because Fort Worth is a uh, smaller on the outside of yeah, Dallas. Yeah, that's true. Little Dallas. Little Dallas. Oh, I love that. Little Dell. Are you happy with my pronunciation there of his name? Daniel? Nailed it. <laughs> Hong. Hoang. Hoang. Hoang? Hoang. No, it's not going to be Hoang. Hoang. It'll, it'll be Sorry, Daniel. Hong or like Hong. Say it 60 different ways and then he can edit out the one that's right. Hoang. Hong. Hu- Huang. Hang. 
sexy from us all. To be honest, <laughs> it has become a thing where it's, for some people, it's an honor where we mispronounce their name. Yeah. Some people tweet in it's saying, spit, yeah, you butchered it. in the face if you <laughs> pronounce it right. I oh, I was hoping you are going to fuck it up. Yeah. <laughs> Fort Worth. So you've got Little Dallas. Can I think? Oh, oh, yeah. Little Dallas. Little Dallas. Can I thank some people as well? Yes, please. Thank you. I'd just like to underline my thanks for Aaron and Daniel. Now you can move Oh, on. thank you. Well, I'd like to thank another Daniel. This Daniel from Carmichael, California. Oh, California. Daniel <laughs> McMeans. Oh, Danny McMeans. Danny McMeans. Oh. Unless you hate Danny. Sorry. No, he calls himself Danny McMeans online. Oh, good. Okay. Danny McMeans it is. He probably gets Danny Boy a bit. Oh, Danny Boy. Uh, little... Uh... Sandy. Little Sandy. You were singing the OC theme song. <laughs> oh, little the Sandy, those eyebrows. Little Sandy. <laughs> Who wouldn't want to be a little Sandy? Yeah. Woof. Oh, he's a little Sandy. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Someone's been on the beach. Okay. He's a little Sandy. Okay. Yeah. Cool. The surfing lawyer. Danny McMeans. You know when you go to the beach and then for like three days after that, it's just sand everywhere? Oh, like everywhere. You shower three days later and you're like, there's more sand in my ass crack. Oh, Marge, what about- there's sand in my underwear. <laughs> Me too, Homer. Let's go home. <laughs> <laughs> and he runs back, puts more in, swivels it around. It's a funny bit. So thank you, Danny McMeans. Little, little Sandy. Sandy. And I'd also like to thank from Fort Lauderdale, a couple of Florida. Yeah, I love a good fort. And so do I. Jason R. Ramsaran. Ramsaran? I Ramsaran away. And I ram. A little flock of seagulls. I Ramsaran away. What's a little flock of seagulls? That's good, Dave. <laughs> I Ramsaran away. <laughs> oh, man, I'm so sorry. We were just talking about Jeremy Smoke and, like, do you, Jason, either this is the first or the millionth time you've got yeah. I Ramsaran away. Um, can, it just be, can he just be the little seagull? Yes. Little seagull. Little seagull. Love that. Loves chippies. Oh, who doesn't? <laughs> chippies. Can I get chippies on the way home? Oh, That's what, is that one that in Australia we call hot chips? We call them hot chips. Yeah. In America they call them fries, mm-hmm. do they? Yeah. And then what do they call them in England? They'd be chips as well. Chips because... Packet crisps are crisps. They crisps, call them crisps. Yeah. We just call everything chips. Chips. <laughs> Let's keep it simple. If it's a potato, if it's a chip of a potato, it's a chip. <laughs> chip water. What, what, what do Americans call crisps? Chips. Cold chips. Potato, potato chips. Potato they chips. call them potato chips. And what do they call hot chips? Fries. Potato fries. What a weird place. <laughs> Can't get mad around it. Dave, would you like to thank some people? All right, I'd love to thank some people. And this one is a real challenge, both in the terms of the name and the place. So thank you so much for this. I would like to thank Flom. (laughs) Did you just say Flom? (laughs) Because that's not a strong start. Coming up from Pflugerville, and that is P.F. Lugerville in Texas. Pflugerville. I would like to thank John Paul Mabachu. M-B-A-C-H-U. Little Pope. Oh, little John Paul. Little Pope is a good name, little actually. Little Pope. Little Pope. From Pflugerville, Texas, John Paul Mabachu, a.k.a. Little Pope. We've just we've just sent a little little bit of smoke out our little pipe. Don't and worry. we've elected you the Little Pope. Don't worry. <laughs> My little pipe is pumping white smoke. You chuff? <laughs> well, I'm chuffing white smoke. <laughs> Thank you so much, John Paul, a.k.a. 
Little Pope. Little Pope. Little Pope. And finally, I would like to thank from London in London. <laughs> funny you'd read it that way. It's yeah. funny. London, London. I would like to thank Alexander Jan Mohammed. Alexander Jan Mohammed. Jan Mohammed. Just another great batch of names. <laughs> it's a striking name, though, isn't it? Matt, Alexander. I'm going to say little. You're going to say the first thing that comes okay, to mind. Okay, right. Oh, do you want me to fully blank out? <laughs> Three. Yeah. Really? Oh, okay, don't remember. One. Little. Schrotz. <laughs> little Schrotz. That's what I said. Schrotz. <laughs> what I said. You said Schwartz. Schwartz. Halfway between Schwartz and Schwartz. <laughs> Schwartz. 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 Yeah. Okay, what does that mean? Does anyone know? <laughs> Little Schwartz. Schwartz. Dave's Googling. I'm going to Google Schwartz. Schwartz. It's going to say, did you mean Schwartz? And I'll say, absolutely not. <laughs> Showing results for Schwartz. No. No. Schwartz. Striped knit Bermuda Schwartz. People have just misspelled the word Schwartz. <laughs> <laughs> Schwartz. Little Schwartz. Hey. Yeah. I lo- well, I love a I like it. thing. Yeah. Schwartz. I thought I said new. Schwartz. You coined it. Well, you definitely, there was an R in okay. there. Go back to the There's tape. a rogue R in there. Right. Schwartz. Schwartz and Schwartz. Short Rorts. Schwartz. The Thank big, you so the much. The Big Short and The Little Schwartz. <laughs> That's the sequel to the film, The Big Short. <laughs> They're all holding out for. <laughs> it's a good film, Dave. <laughs> it was. It's very it's interesting, very... Interesting is something that my mum would call something she does not like. Oh, that was interesting. <laughs> no, I, I, it was a... Uh, clever. That's what my mum would say. Clever. Different. That's different. clever. Uh, great production value, <laughs> she'd say, about something that I've been involved in. You looked like you were having fun. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it finished. <laughs> the yeah, best I got to was move on with my life. My dad came to my first uh, Fringe Festival show doing stand-up and he said it was actually quite good. Oh, that's nice. Actually quite good. No, Sorry. Uh, Actually, not quite good. No, so he said that was better than I'd expected. <laughs> oh, not quite as nice. I mean, both of them were backhanders, but that unless one... he was aiming really high. Yeah, I thought it was going to be excellent, and you were perfection. Yeah, weird way to say that. I don't think that was it, to be honest. In that twenty-seater bedroom of a weird hotel, but art, art, hey. Mate. How about it? It's what we do. It's what we fucking we do. We are artists. We are artists. We suffered for arts. Now you can too. <laughs> it's a tism. Tism, yeah. Well, I thanks to everyone. It actually, but thanks to everyone that supports our art through Patreon and just by downloading the show in the first place. If you want to help us out, if you can't support the Patreon, that's fine. But maybe you want to tell someone about the show. Spread the word. Download it on a co-worker's phone. Make your mum listen to it and she'll go, oh, yeah. Subscribe. That's, that's better than I expected. Give us a review. Link to us on Spotify, on Acast, anything like that. Any, Honestly, every little bit helps. It gets the show out there. So if you want to help the show keep growing so we can keep doing it every week forever, share it. Every week forever. I did not sign up to that. If you care for it, share for it. Thank you. Yeah. And remember, keep fapping to hear a snapping. <laughs> no, don't do that. All right. And once it's snapping, wrap it with a bandage. And go to hospital. Yeah. If you've snapped your penis. Stem the bleeding. <laughs> when I was in high school. There Make was a, a little <laughs> splint. There was a show that we would sometimes watch at my friend Tom's house. His dad had Foxtel and oh, it was called go. When Sex Goes Wrong. <laughs> it was a late night show on the Comedy Channel. And there were I can tell you that there are many stories out there of people breaking it. Yeah. Let me just say that. Yeah, yeah, you can break it, but I would say don't. 
Don't. If you do, you have to buy it, and it is awful. Yeah. Anyway, uh, a bit of wisdom for you there. We are deep, deep artists, as I keep telling you. And um, you can get in contact at any time via Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, at DoGoOnPod. We've got an email, dogoonpod at gmail.com. And this is a good time to remind people that the way you suggest a topic is via uh, putting it into Jack the Hat McVitie, which is there's a little link to that in the description of this episode or on our website. Suggest a topic is the little tab you click. Pretty much every topic we do comes out of that hat. That's right. And you don't have to be a Patreon supporter to do that. Anyone can suggest a topic and we'll shout out to you if we choose your topic. But yeah, sometimes we get tweets and emails and stuff suggesting the topic. Basically, we go, hey, awesome. Put, Put it in, in the, the hat. hat. Yeah. <laughs> because, yeah, otherwise I just go missing and we'll, yeah. we'll forget to thank you or forget. We'll yeah. just, it'll just get lost. You won't get a shout out. So if you want to do that, anyone can do that at any time. Link below. But... Apart from that, we've put up, we're putting up uh, some more live episodes on the YouTube, the Do yes, One YouTube. If you want to see some videos of our, our live shows in the UK, you can check them out on youtube.com slash do go on pod. Um, in the last week, we've put up yeah, a couple, the, including the big, big last one in London, but I'll be putting them up. Um, sporadically uh, over the coming weeks and months and then hopefully catching up and being up to date again. Mm. So many, many exciting things happening afoot. We're going to try and organise some more live shows coming to you, Jess. Me? Yeah. Live show at my house? Yeah, that'd be great Ooh. fun. We'll sell four tickets. <laughs> That's, woof, that is tracking? capacity. Okay, three tickets. It is a small house. <laughs> Alrighty. All right, team, thank you so much for listening to the episode. And until next week, I will say thank you and I will say goodbye. Later. Bye. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. I mean, if you want. It's up to you. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm, HelloFresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.